Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to Good News at Noon, the deeper edition. So it's great to have you guys with us on this wonderful, fine Wednesday. I'm Pastor Scott. I'm Tommy. And I am Pastor Don. It is so good to have all of you with us today. And for those of you joining us online or uh, on the podcast, we're great that you're tuning in. Got Dave some... and Jan are here. Awesome. Can you believe awesome. it? Awesome. Great words of wisdom for everyone today. Dave and Jan and... Leslie. Uh, Leslie. Great to have Leslie. you. Tuning in. That's so, awesome. Beautiful day in Las Vegas. It is a beautiful day. And away we go. So, we last Sunday, this, which is where we're going deeper in my message from last Sunday, was the second week in our sermon series that's called Something New in 22, and we need Absolutely. that. And Pastor Don, you kicked it off uh, a week prior, talking mm-hmm. about the importance of trusting in Jesus, having somebody to guide you. Yeah, a new and direction. I don't have nearly as good of a story as you had about your... Um, well, not everybody almost has a brother who gets lost in the mountains while hunting and almost dies. That's a, it's a unique situation. Yeah, I mean, the best I could do is pull out my dog and I guess, yeah, basically, my dog. Speaking of dogs, I have Speaking an email of. from one of our viewers. I'll read it in a little bit. Don't let me forget. Okay. Tommy, Why don't you just read it now? Read it now? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think I need to set it up just a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll set it up a little bit. Okay, okay, so we'll, so we'll get to This that. is just to keep you interested, because if you turn it off, you won't know. That's right. Who wrote it or what they said. That's and a it, teaser. And it's very a good. A teaser, that's a teaser. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? what? what is it? It better be good. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Too excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, uh, we've been told, you, because for those of us, for the podcast, we have a recording device on the table, and then we get excited, oh, we pound right. on the table, and then... It messes up the podcast, so no hitting the table. <laughs> but I've heard that helps their workouts. <laughs> I'm sure. like, oh, startles them. So, Connie, good to have you joining us as well. So it was the second week of our series, and the topic was a new relationship. And, you know, when we, we planned the series, sometimes what's in your mind a few weeks out isn't what happens later. Of course, and as I, yeah got ready to share the message this last week, uh, I, I just felt kind of led to talk about how, whether whether you've been a Christ follower all of your life, or maybe you're new to it, or maybe somebody even isn't yet, mm-hmm. because there are people who don't follow Christ yet, but are looking and wondering. Yeah, yeah right. and, becoming and, more and more so. Exactly, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I thought all of us kind of need a new relationship with God every day. Right. And, and and I alluded, I think maybe at the 830 service, you had a conversation and maybe you shared that last week, but I mean, every day we can have a new relationship with Christ. In fact, you I've said... Always, I've always thought uh, the people, uh, there's a school that some of our students go to from our academy 
and they have a questionnaire. You know, does the family go to your church, et cetera, et cetera? And then they have a question on there. Is the family born again? <laughs> For my more conservative brothers and sisters, uh, I understand that that born again idea is a very big concept for them. But they always want to point to a certain date when someone accepts Christ in their heart. And I would say that every day you wake up and say a prayer and renew or give that day to the Lord or renew your commitment to the Lord, you are born again. So I would say from our tradition, we are born again every single day that we turn our hearts to God. It's not just just a one-time event. It is an everyday type of an event. And I think for some of them, they might refer to kind of that starting point. But but that's the starting point. It's not... What about tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. What about now? And, and so that, that, that was kind of the basis of, of simply saying that maybe in this new year, we have to be reminded that it's important to renew that relationship with God. Yeah. A- and to do that, realizing really how much God has taken the lead on making that happen. And mm-hmm. that, that's what I was trying to communicate in, in the message. I thought it was interesting, too, because I, I knew the title of it because we sent out the information about the sermon series. And I really thought it was going to be talking more about relationships with people. Yeah. And so it was kind of surprising yeah. when you came out. But what I actually wrote that down whenever you, um, I don't remember if it was 8.30 or 10, but your opening prayer and how you were mm-hmm. saying there's always something new to us in you. And that like actually stood out to me most in the, the sermon because it is a good reminder that we do always have something new to us through, through Christ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, well, and I, you know, and I thought, okay, if it was about human relationships too, I got fifteen minutes. Well, maybe twenty. How do you do it all? <laughs> sure. And and where I tried, or what I tried to say too was, if we have the kind of relationship and understanding of God that I was trying to convey in the message, that informs okay. and should affect all of our human relationships too. It should. Uh, and if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> then we made a little soul searching and praying should right. going on. But I mean, if we understand the three things I shared that we'll go, th- go through about God, then how do I look at my spouse? How do I, how do I look at my son? How do I look at my coworkers? Just or how do you look at the people around you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've said this. It's a little bit harsh. If you're a mean, grumpy, <laughs> unhappy person, and then claim to have a relationship with Jesus, you might need to relook at that relationship with Jesus because that relationship with Jesus is going to help you feel more forgiven, more loved, more cared for, uh, which should translate into you being more forgiving, uh, more loving, and more caring. Mm -hmm. Um, So, And I'm not saying that people that are mean and uh, two-faced, because everybody's sinful and we all have an element of that, but people that are just consistently that way and then claim to have a relationship with Jesus, I would... I would question what kind of relationship with Jesus they have. You know, people that are quick to judge and quick to put others down versus quick to love and understand. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe they've been informed incorrectly about what that relationship should look like. And, and like, I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, and I was just kind of going back to something new every day. Like, say yesterday you weren't very quick to love or forgive, but you get that you get to have that new relationship the next day to kind mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. you know, put forth those. Yeah, because there, there have been days Parker have said, has said to me, Dad, why are you so grumpy? <laughs> and so yeah. it doesn't always work the way we want it to, but that's why, you know, every day is a new opportunity, mm-hmm. and even within the hour. So the first point I made was that we 
it, our relationship with God is not something we started, but it's something God started. Mm -hmm. And the point, well, the first point was God chooses us. Mm -hmm. God chooses us. And uh, in Ephesians 1, 4, Paul writes, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And then Jesus is speaking to his disciples in, in the 15th chapter of John, and it's getting to be Holy Week time and all of that. And he's telling them, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Yeah. And we're his modern-day disciples, and that carries over and corresponds to what Paul was saying, too, is that we understand our relationship with God as being something God started that we didn't start. Mm -hmm. and, and that leads into the email. Well, it, it feels good to be chosen. Yeah. You know, um, for all of you that have trauma from your elementary school days of being the last one chosen for the team, remember, uh, yeah, remember? Fat kid never got <laughs> Remember how good it felt when, when you were one of the first ones picked? I didn't feel that very often in grade in elementary school. But well, you weren't fat. I wasn't. But, <laughs> but if you, if you ha and just imagine, so now this isn't just a choosing somebody to play kickball on a team. This is choosing to love somebody for the rest of eternity. That's pretty awesome to yeah, be chosen yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. Well, and I think that like translates into life. I mean, you can feel so um, reluctant to maybe forgive someone in a relationship, but I think by choosing mm. that person to still have that relationship with that person, I, I mean, especially if it's a person who's struggling with like things we maybe don't even realize, that what does that speak to them to know that you chose to still be there for them in those times yeah. or you chose to kind of stand by their side with boundaries maybe not necessarily saying we should be a doormat to anybody right, but right. um i that's what i kind of thought of when you were talking about that yeah choosing to love somebody when they're not very lovable mm -hmm. is an incredible act of love and isn't that what god is doing with us yeah. we are <laughs> we let god down all the time and god chooses every single moment every single day to continue mm -hmm. to call his, his children and that's that's pretty awesome yeah because the bible says in romans we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of god and yet we fall short and god still chooses mm -hmm. to love us and and to come to us the the illustration i used i put up a picture of the day that parker met the dog we just lost a while ago dolly and the breeder that we got her from uh said had two dogs and Dolly was the one that came over and got on Parker and, and Jillian said Dolly has chosen you you don't choose the dog the dog chooses you that's mm -hmm. funny and that leads into the email from right, Lori Sukup yeah. okay Lori Sukup Lori are you watching today I have I, I can't see there so Tom, Tommy's our eyes she said, greetings, Pastor Scott. I couldn't help smiling about your sermon on Sunday in particular about Dolly choosing Parker. I have a similar story to share. When we were in Phoenix, we'd been without a dog for about five years after our black lab, Sam, passed. We were traveling and decided to search for a little dog who could travel with us. Steve searched the newspaper several weeks and came upon an ad for a Shih Tzu and a Chihuahua mix. On our way to look at the two puppies, I reminded Steve that the dog chooses you. And I got that look from Steve, the one that said, yeah, right. <laughs> Upon arriving at the house, we met the mother and father of the puppies and sat down on the floor to play with the two pups. One pup came 
boiling out of the box and scampered up Steve's leg, not stopping until she reached his face and began licking him. Hmm. He looked at me, and I shrugged, stating, it looks like she's chosen you. Hmm. No, 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 I want to play with both before deciding, Steve said. As hard as we tried to coax the other pup out of the box, nothing happened, so Steve picked it up and held it in his lap. The pup proceeded to return to the box in haste. Yep, we left with the first pup who was continuing to introduce herself to us. Hmm. I believe God, which spells dog backwards, <laughs> deliberately created dogs with the capacity to choose their owner as a way to help us understand how we are chosen by him. Without that example, it's a little hard to grasp. Thanks for the reminder that we're chosen by God. And she said, I could use this today. So thank uh, you. Lori. That's nice. Thanks for sharing that, Lori. So it's a, a Chihuahua and a Shih Tzu mix. Yeah. So a Shitawa, Shitua. <laughs> Help us out, Lori. A, a, a Shih Tzu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Steve Tzu. <laughs> Steve Tzu <Sukup. laughs> We did have a couple of comments okay. on there. Uh, Randy was kind of referencing um, kind of about our tradition and, and learning more about grace um, and you know, I didn't show the whole comment, but uh, it kind of gave that idea of how, you know, we learn about grace and how this kind of translates to that. You know, it was, it was interesting just going back to that, uh, um, what Pastor Don said too, was one of my very dear friends, Richard Steele, is a very well-known former boxing referee, and he's spoken at our church. And when I was first getting to know Richard, I knew his background was more Baptist, Baptist mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. And so... We went out for lunch many years ago, and I said, so when, knowing his background, I said, when did you accept Christ? What was that day you were born again? He said, I can't point to a day. And I said, wait a minute, you're Baptist. You have to. (laughs) And he said, no. He said, I grew up, and my mom was always a strong believer. We always went to church. And he said, I just always felt God's presence. And so it was just that reminder that even though we have different backgrounds in that too, um, you know, somebody like Richard sees it maybe a little more like we do as well but uh so god chooses us is the point mm-hmm. yeah. well go to the second yeah. one because i think the second one applies to the first really well yeah it applies as well because it, it it's god adopts us and um you all know we adopted our son parker and and we've always told him because it fits to the first part i said we chose you mm-hmm. <laughs> unlike you know folks who have some of us are stuck with our kids yeah, right? exactly. we're just born with them I tell we part, love our kids very much <laughs> People is there say, a trade in option no, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> some days man some days some people say Parker's very good looking and I said he's lucky he's adopted he might have, he might, he might have looked like me <laughs> but, but we literally you know his birth mom chose us mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to be his parents, and then we chose to make that decision. Uh, but the point is, he's our adopted son, but we love Parker as if he were mm-hmm. our own blood. Mm-hmm. Too. We made that choice. Well, in the same way, God adopts us. Yeah, um, he's chosen us, and now he adopts us. He brings us into his family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a couple of great verses yeah. here. Actually, it's the same oh, right. uh, verse or two verses from Ephesians 1, 5, and 6. Chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, they just, I, I like both translations. Mm-hmm. The first one's the New Living Translation, and it reads like this. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. 
This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And, you know, what if you woke up in the morning and instead of going, oh, gosh, it's another day, how do I get through it, and all that, you said, you know what, today's another day where God's chosen me, mm. he's adopted me into his family, and for some reason it gives him great pleasure to do it. Yeah. Thank I, you, I God, mean, for making me your child yeah, today yeah, and every day. Yeah. I mean, what if you started the day like that? You know, we talk about grace a lot, and you just talked about that understanding of grace. I mean, it really isn't that the basic foundation. It's not what grace is that reminder. It's not what we do in this relationship. It's what God yeah. does yeah. and what God has already done through Jesus Christ. Yeah. That even makes that relationship possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the gifts that he gives. I mean, Mm -hmm. even the gift of faith so that we can believe. I mean, he chooses us. He adopts us. He gives us grace. He gives us faith. For Um, people who have been raised up with the idea of a vengeful, judgmental God, it's, it, it, they don't, that image of God doesn't jive with verses like this. It doesn't jive with this entire concept, you know, and that's, I think that's important because some people still have that in the back of their minds mm-hmm. or maybe the way they were raised because a lot of people see God the way that their fathers were and so maybe yeah. they had a father uh, or sometimes a mother, but it's usually the father figure that maybe was a little, little mean, uh, a little judgmental, a little punishing. And this is a great reminder for, for folks out there that that is not the nature of God. If you want to look at the nature of God, look at the nature of Jesus. And yep. Jesus, Jesus was the one who chose us, who adopted us, who died for us. So it's a great reminder yeah. of that grace. The, the other uh, translation is the New Century version, and it reads like this. Because of his love, God mm-hmm. had already decided to make us his own children through Jesus Christ. That was what he wanted and what pleased him. And it brings praise to God because of his wonderful grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... You know, I, I don't know that I've fully wrapped my head around yeah. all of this either because it, it is just that totally different view of God that no other religion has. They don't? No, yeah. this is very unique to Christianity for exactly. sure. Yeah. So God adopted you and adopted us and um, af- as well as choosing us. And then the last thing um, that I think is is hard for lots of people too, and mm-hmm. myself included, is that God says that I'm his friend. God mm-hmm. says that you're his friend. Uh, and that comes out of um, John 15, which was our gospel reading for the day. Jesus is talking, he's talking to his disciples, but we're his disciples mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, it's a word for us as well. And he says, I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends, because I've made, made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. Um, so the concept that you're chosen and you're adopted and now you're a friend, and I don't think I did a really good job of it in the sermon, but in, in some ways I see our relationship, my relationship and Debbie, her relationship with Parker in the same. We chose him. Mm-hmm. We have adopted him. Mm-hmm. Right now we're mom and dad mm-hmm. <laughs> because we have to be. He's 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. some, but someday, you know, that, that changes too where, I mean, he'll always be our son, but it becomes more of a friendship mm-hmm. rather than, all right, you got to listen to what I tell you. At some mm-hmm. point, maybe he'll make his own decisions that are good. Um, but you're God's friend, and that's an amazing to me at least. I think the sermon left me really like thinking about 
my relationships with different people and kind of how my relationship with God does influence those. And I just think about maybe friendships that have kind of changed over the years and maybe not as close and friendships that I've gained and just kind of the influence of my relationship with God and how it's changed over the years and kind of how that's weaved through Mm -hmm. those relationships. And I think when you stop to take the time to think about it, you could really be enlightened to kind of what's been guiding some of those relationships in your life, you know, depending on where you're at with your relationship with God. I, I use the illustration of a friend of mine. His name is Matt Palmer, and Matt lives in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And when we were in college together just for one semester in Washington, D.C., you know, we just kind of hit it off. And uh, he he was to be in my, our wedding, but then there was an illness or a death in the family, and he wasn't able to make it. I haven't seen him since then. And we talk about once a year, and, and we just take off. You know, mm. it's like we've been best buddies the whole time mm-hmm. and and it was not saying this is how your relationship with god should be you know talk to him more than once a year yeah, definitely. <laughs> it would be really good to see him on occasion meaning come to church and worship and be with other people amen brother <laughs> yeah, that's right oh sorry hit the table um but the point being is that those deep earthly uh friendships give me a little concept of that friendship i can mm-hmm. have with god too i can pick up the prayer line anytime and talk to God yep. mm-hmm. because he sees me as a friend. Uh, I said it on, you know, good Sam praise this morning. It isn't like he needs the information, but he wants me to be in communication, communication. with mm-hmm. him. Communication makes every relationship better. Yep. Do you think I was thinking about this after the fact, you know, I know, you kind of touched on it in the sermon, just kind of some of the divisiveness that's, that's taking place as a whole. I mean, is it like a, do you think there's a disconnect with our relationship with God that really has led to some of this? I mean, because if we're, I mean, collectively, obviously, yeah. not individually, if you're really, that relationship with God is is kind of how you're describing it, you know, I mean, would we have such a divisive Sort Such of animosity relationships and hatred for others. For others. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I was just trying to think, how is this, you know? Well, you know, we're sitting in a room where uh, we've often had Bible studies. And I, I can kind of see as I look around and think of different people who've been in the room. And some are on the call. And, and not everybody agreed on politics or agrees on politics. And yet, if we kind of went there, I said, no, not here. Because, you know, I said, I know plenty of people in this church who lean to the left. I know mm-hmm. plenty who lean to the right. And there's a whole bunch in the middle. But I said, if we can't get along, there is no hope for our mm-hmm. nation. I mean, yeah. those of us who say we're Christian, if we can't say, OK, I might have this view economically. I might have this view politically. You know, et cetera, et cetera. But more important than all of that, by far, is our relationship with God, what we have in common. And with one another. Yeah. Yeah. You've you, you got to be able to do disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is an art of caring more than judging. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard because yeah. you want to judge, put people in their place, put them in their categories. But Christ doesn't let you do that yeah, because yeah. Christ doesn't do that to us. And if we're going to be followers of him and try to emulate him, now we're not perfect, so we're not going to ever emulate him fully, but that should be our goal. Um, and that goal does not allow for snap judgments and mm-hmm. hatred and animosity yeah, because yeah. of beliefs. Yeah. Or even, you know, still choosing to be their friend or uh, acquaintance without fault of their 
beliefs or yeah yeah it's tough <laughs> maybe i mean it is hard but when when i was in college some of or actually going to seminary some of my best friends we got together every friday night and we were so different on poli- we would argue politics and mm. all that and yet we were there for each other yeah because what was different wasn't more important than what yeah. was mm-hmm. keeping us together. Just because somebody believes something different doesn't make them bad. Right. And that's what you hear You hear yeah, on the news yeah. and you hear from our politicians. Yeah. And so we should probably not listen to that. Yeah. Difference of belief does not make somebody an evil, bad person who tries right. to destroy yeah. the country. It's just different. It's just different. I mean, uh, now, maybe your marriages are different than mine, but I mean, my wife and I don't agree on everything. Oh, we have marital bliss yeah, 24-7, really? seven, seven days a week. <laughs> always. <laughs> But I mean, goodness gracious, we're different. But but again, what I was trying to say is just let this relationship with God inform, and then be be what colors our relationship in a positive way with other people. Mm-hmm. And then when it does, I think the world can be a better place. I really yeah. do. I think just kind of following that example for daily living in general, you know, it just kind of carries over into those relationships. Well, <laughs> I can always tell when my wife starts watching too much news because she starts to get really negative. I'm like, you need to turn off the news, sweetie. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Oh, All man. right. Well, I, I can't see the comments. Was there I was going to say, else? Lynn just added that relationships are not stagnant. It's something um, we grow closer together or further apart. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. And, and I think, too, Lynn, I would say, and obviously our relationship with God, too, um, Mm. Every day it can start new, mm-hmm. and every day I think God wants to remind us that he's, he's chosen us, he's adopted us, and he calls us his friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we let that sink in, then I think it helps us live out our church's mission statement mm-hmm. too, which is love God, love people, and then make a difference mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, out, I'm out of things to say. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate uh, sharing this time with you. We appreciate your comments. Uh, and sometimes we might miss them because they're a long ways away. We, we don't see them. But make sure you keep sending those comments back and forth because the people that are online are watching them and, in, and, uh, and seeing them as well. And so feel free like Lori did. Lori sent an email or you can send mm-hmm. questions in or comments and then you know we can use them next week. Yeah. For Pastor Don's message is coming Sunday. Right, and for those of you on the podcast, we'll try to we try to share as many of those comments with you as possible because I think there's a lot of wisdom in the people that tune in. Yep. To deeper, um, we learn from each other, and mm-hmm. that's very important for us to do. That's right. Yes. Thanks, Tommy. Yes. Thanks, Pastor Don. Yeah. Thank you for watching. God bless each and every one of you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.